Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier is sitting in for Chris Holman. I'm on the road because, well, these days we are all remote. And I am from my location in the Lansing metropolitan area. And my guest over the phone lines is from the Grand Rapids vicinity. I have Frederick D. Dilley. And Fred is an attorney and shareholder with Foster Swift. Grand Rapids, as uh, Foster Swift, Collins & Smith PC attorneys, cover Detroit, Southfield, Lansing, Grand Rapids, Holland, and St. Joseph, Michigan. So, Fred, welcome to the Michigan Business Beat. Thank you, Jeffrey. Excellent. And the topic that we really wanted to get some perspective on is remote mediation. And uh, got some questions for you on that. So, I'll start off. What is facilitative mediation? And what is the role of the mediator? And how have the social distancing requirements impacted the way that business people, professionals, and the lawyers conduct such mediation? Well, facilitated mediation has become the go-to modality of alternative dispute resolution in our state and federal courts. Mediation, or sometimes called facilitation, and in the federal court, we call it facilitative mediation, is a process where the parties name select a mediator, and that mediator then convenes settlement discussions, basically. And the settlement discussions involve the parties and their attorneys and then any other third parties that are thought to be necessary or helpful. They then engage in negotiations, which sometimes go on for hours. Sometimes they go on for days in complicated cases. Sometimes they occur at one point and then a month later or even six months later. The mediator just tries to help the parties reach a a compromise and a settlement that works for them and has the ability to help the parties fashion outcomes that are much different than the rigid ones that usually come from litigation, either from a judge or a jury. So it's a creative way to try to resolve the case and bring it to a conclusion. Indeed. And so what is your experience with the satisfaction of the participants that are in these mediations remotely? Yeah, well, they're very satisfied, I think, partly because we don't have a good alternative. And so very suddenly in March, it became obvious to me as a mediator, and I do about 100 mediations a year, it became obvious to me that we were going to have to be able to have people participate remotely. So I jumped in with both feet to the Zoom platform. There are several interactive video conferencing platforms, uh, WebEx, but the Zoom the feature of the Zoom platform that was particularly appealing to me is the ability to set up virtual breakout rooms so that I can have the plaintiff and his attorney in one virtual breakout room, completely private and separate, and then I can have the defendant and his attorney in another virtual breakout room, and then I can go back and forth between the two with a few mouse clicks. And it's very secure, confidential, and private. And so we can pretty much accomplish virtually what I usually did routinely in my other mediations, having two parties and two conference rooms, and I'd run back and forth. And then if there's a need to get everyone together, I'd get them together in one room and we'd talk, which I can do with the with the Zoom platform of video conferencing, too. So it's really, and I've done about 10 of them in the last month, and they've worked very well. And again, people recognize that we just have to come up with creative solutions of all kinds, given the social distancing requirements. So the level of satisfaction has been very high. Well, tremendous. And with what you're describing, uh, I believe the Michigan business community is getting a pretty good picture of how that goes about. But could you go into a little bit of depth on whether or what the main benefits to video-enabled conferencing for mediation would be as contrasted with the old-fashioned way of getting together? Well, 
well, <laughs> without a doubt, it makes scheduling much easier. It minimizes travel time and costs. I mean, I have people who come from all over the country for mediations. Lawyers come from Atlanta or Chicago or New York or Miami or what have you, and clients come that kind of distance too, and especially in our federal court cases. And so the ability to immediately remote in without sometimes an entire day of travel on each end of the mediation is a terrific advantage. And so it reduces scheduling difficulties. You can, you know, the geographical location is no longer even an issue. There's a great ease of sharing documents. There's a screen sharing feature on all of these platforms that allows people to look at a same document or compose a document all at the same time. And it just provides greater access, access and accessibility to the lawyers and their clients and then with them to their mediator. So I think at the other end, of whenever our COVID-19 crisis ends and we begin to get back to normal, some new normal, the new normal is going to include two-way video conferencing just like this. I think uh, mediations will include much more liberal use of this kind of communication just for the reasons I just described. It's easy, it's cost-effective, and I think by then, almost everybody in the professional and business world will have been involved in at least one, if not many, many Zoom conferences or WebEx conferences, and they'll be very comfortable with the format. So I think it's here to stay. Tremendous. Yep, you went right into my fourth question regarding what you saw happening after the current crisis. So at this point, if someone is needing mediation or such services, how would they go about contacting yourself and Foster Swift? Well, just call the office at 726-2200, that's the 616 area, or my direct line, which is 616-726-2247. And my legal assistant, Teresa McBride, and I are happy to answer any questions folks have and, and attend immediately to scheduling. Perfect. Anything else that we haven't covered in this conversation? No, I think you've hit upon the high points, and I'm very pleased to have the opportunity to share this information with you. Well, Fred, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Okay, Jeffrey. Nice being with you. And once again, we've been speaking with Frederick D. Dilley, attorney and shareholder with Foster Swift. That's Foster Swift, Colin Smith, PC attorneys, covering Detroit, Southfield, Lansing, Grand Rapids, Holland, and St. Joseph, Michigan. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.